Are we not the bestest of friends already? Only in media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the only podcast that knows whether or not Robin Linner is actually shut down for the season, but it's a secret we'll never tell. It's time to do a little bit of stargazing. Uh, special edition, I guess we need the the newsy sound. Um, but uh, Mark and I are getting together to, to get a quick one done here before uh, maybe a, a mediocre, medium-sized game Tuesday, Mark. Not, not a lot's going on, right? Not a whole lot. I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen with the, with those uh, Brandon Wheat Kings goalies that we're going to be watching. <laughs> what is what is the latest on before we before we dive in? What's what is what is your kind of quick and quick and dirty Wheat Kings update? Uh, the the Wheat Kings have have a undrafted goaltender from 1718 and a sixth round draft pick from uh, I believe two years later, who are. Uh, going to be your starter and your backup against your Dallas Stars tomorrow night or actually uh, Tuesday night uh, whenever whenever we get this up so uh, so the Wheat Kings are, are apparently a, a, a direct pipeline into the Vegas net well you know given somebody's got to be the Vegas net is is in flux which which matters of course and segueing this abruptly part of why we're doing a quickie cast tonight is is tomorrow night is a it's not quite a play-in game between the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Knights. There are still two games for each team after that, so things could always get squirrely, and I don't think we we made it this far being Stars fans without um, the knowledge that things could get squirrely. But it's it's pretty close to, a, to I guess I, I take that back, looking at the standings, I, I'm pretty sure a win tomorrow eliminates Vegas. Am I, am uh, I crazy? A win, it, it's, a, it's a play-in game for Dallas, but... That, of course, scares us as Dallas Stars fans, because (laughs) since they don't actually have to win and there's a possibility that they could lose tomorrow and still qualify, Starzing says, well, that's trouble. That's fascinating, though, because Starzing is biffing it when you have to win. But like if it's a fake must win, does your your fundamental Starzing activate? No, no, you have to set up the actual Starzing a game or two before, or else you can never get to Starzing. That's right. Proper Starzing would be, I mean, proper Starzing would be winning tomorrow and then losing out to lose the playoff spot, but that no longer seems possible. So it's a pickle. Yeah, it's a pickle. I think I saw a scenario where everybody ends up with 93 points and and the Stars lose on the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, they have no... so there, there, there's, there's possibilities. Yeah, because at this point, at this point, realistically, um, Los Angeles at 96 points, I think they're done. I think they would need, they've got two games left, so they can get, they can get to an even Honda. It'd be pretty, I guess I take that back. If Los Angeles loses out and Vegas wins out, they could still get past. Math yeah, is fun. But yeah, yeah there's, there's. Dallas of of the remaining teams that haven't clinched, Dallas has the fewest regulation wins. And so the the narrative for the stars is they've got to get in on by virtue of having more points because they yep. will lose the type they lose the tiebreaker to to Nashville. They lose the tiebreaker to Vegas. I think they even lose the tiebreaker to Vancouver if Vancouver and it is stretching the bounds of plausibility to call them in it, but I think we still contractually have to. Um 
so yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty big game, and it's it's on the heels of what, in retrospect, might be a surprisingly big game against Seattle, of all things. And 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 you know, Mark, we're gonna get into the details, but but the immediate thing that's kind of popping into my brain is Dallas has to vanquish in successive games two of their most mortal enemies. So against Seattle, they had to vanquish the evil six on five pulled goalie protecting a one goal lead end of game scenario. And then against Vegas, by all reports, they're going to have to vanquish the backup goaltender. And these are things that Dallas really struggles to do. (laughs) Well, and, and let's face it, you're very likely going to see a backup goaltender against Anaheim and Arizona too. So, so that we may get the triple play there on the backup and, and, and going into that last game against the ducks. Who knows? I, I seriously doubt if we're seeing Gibson. Oof, it's going to be, it's it's a stretch. It's why we're here. It's why we're doing this. Let's start with, with you know, of course, Seattle. We, we, we talked about when we last podcast, it was right before, uh, it was in the middle of the Edmonton game, which of course Dallas lost. And Dallas then proceeded to lose against Calgary as well, which were sobering because, you know, this was against the four and the five seed and Dallas, you know, didn't, didn't particularly look up for it, which is a shame, but it, it kind of put them in a position where all of a sudden I remember tweeting at the time they had to beat four relatively bad teams to make the playoffs. And, and is there a better referendum on this era of the Dallas Stars than having to do that? And so, of course, I, I plan a family vacation for the Saturday they're playing Seattle. And of course, I am taking my my lovely, loving family to medieval times, which I guess Vegas <laughs> nights uh, foreshadow. You were a little early on that. Well, I, I did go to the early show, so I was thinking of so I spent the first period watching Medieval Times, which is fantastic, by the way. I recommend it if yeah. you've got a six-year-old and a, and a three-year-old. But So by the time I get out of Medieval Times and you know riding the high of the Red Knight, defeating the evil Green Knight, go Red Knight, and I'm checking my phone for the score, of course I see that it's two to nothing um, Seattle, which is about when I start digging into the news and seeing all of the reports of their nightmare day of travel. And Mark, I got to be honest, I, I was, I was feeling the bleakness as I, uh, as I kind of raced home to catch the end of the first intermission. Where, where were you mentally uh, at the start of that Seattle game? It was, uh, it, it was not happy times in the Zimmerman household. Uh, I was, I was pouting. Um, uh, and, and I'd heard all the travel stuff and you just know that there aren't going to be any legs. And, and then, then you see them start to come back, but in the comeback, you see the start of this dreadful dissension in the ranks of the, of the top line where, where Rupe Hintz is stealing goals from, from Jason Robertson. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's probably going to keep, uh, keep Robo from getting his 40. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough to see how that line survives that kind of robbery. Wow. That is, that is, I think the hottest take you have ever heated up for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Pavel's going to have to sit his boys down and they're going to have to have a hard chat about this. Yeah. They, they may have to split that lineup now because I mean, and, and, and I mean, Doing it, doing it from your rear end, you know, it's kind of the, the utmost of arrogance. Or, or counterpoint, scoring goals has become boring for Jason Robertson, and he wanted to, he called the bank shot. Because I, I like that. Like, that was like the double tweener off the butt stick goal, because Pavelski's pass 
through the slot, got through skates, and then Robertson didn't shoot around. He he handled the puck through the defenseman's skates as well, and his yep. shot on goal came th- came tweeners. So it was like the the double tweener butt shot, which will forever go down in Stars history. Yeah, well, and, and you know. The whole game has to end. You know, how does Dallas win the whole thing? It, a forechecking steal by Dennis Gurianov, feeding straight off of uh, off of injury, uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov for the winner. I mean, this is just the way you're going to draw it up. It's especially yeah with Gurianov's yo-yo lineup. Yeah, it was uh, you know, credit yeah, that, credit that, that is line- due though. Yeah, I mean the, that that line obviously obviously Erickson was uh, was was contributing uh, in his five six minutes, so he should continue to get looks. And I think even with that assist, Guriana probably pulled almost nine minutes. So so they were rewarded for their effort. And and you hope with the way that he has been played and some of the comments that have been made by Bonus when he's not been played. Like one of the encouraging things about Guriana's assist is it's. It's exactly what the team asked him. You know, it was a it was a second effort getting the puck deep. It was a second effort creating a turnover. It was a you know direct pass to an open skate. It was it was whenever they talk about Gurionov in struggle mode, right? It's always because he's tentative. It's because he's not using his. Um, it's because he's not using his speed. It's because he's not hard on the puck, right? That assist was all of the things that that people kind of call him out for when things aren't going well. So it was it was. Nice to see them score a goal, obviously situationally, but it was also nice to see them score a goal in that way because of how much that's been a kind of pain point for him as a player with this coaching staff. Right, and he obviously could have taken the easy route uh, and and gone in front of the net just to try and just try to try and cut the playoff coming around the other side. Yep, or take himself gone yeah. the drive by behind the back of the net as well. Right, you do right. a half-hearted stick swipe and keep skating. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I thought that was uh, that that was a that was a good sign. I I like to see that from Gurianov. Um, yeah, I did as well, and I also just as a team in general, right? And and this is one of those. I'm I'm usually not a huge excuse guy, but reading the story and the travel and all that, like I think this was a really good win at the end of the day for the Dallas Stars. And and what I think it comes down to is like they they were a they're a better team superior, you know, at every position in Seattle. They they should have absolutely won that game. They needed to be winning that game. It was an important game. I mean, Seattle's got a what three seven two points percentage. Like they're they are they are yeah. terrible. And with a boatload of adversity, right, Dallas played the one elite period that they needed to play to win that, you know, how many times have we lamented on this podcast, the, the 20 or 40 minute stars, and they can never quite, you know, never quite string three full periods together. And, and on Saturday, they absolutely couldn't, but they played one period that was good enough to get those two points. And I think in the final analysis, that's going to be huge. Yeah. And, and I mean, the team had every reason when they were down to zip to, to tank it because they, they were on no sleep. They were tired. Um, they're, you know, that's just guts to, to push back and, and, and get that three goals. And you can even make the, you know, following the excuse time, you know, thread, right? You could even say, hey, 
travel. It's going to cost us this game. We've still got three more, including the big head-to-head. Yeah, we can we can afford to to punt Seattle as long as we take care of business against Vegas, you know, Anaheim, and and uh, oh gosh, the the final game of the season. It's it's Arizona, right? So Arizona, you could. Yeah, it's actually, I think Arizona and then Anaheim. Sorry, yeah. yeah, flip them. But but you can see the narrative taking shape, right? You can see you can see the team sitting at the the podium after that after a two nothing loss to Seattle and saying, hey we're not going to make excuses. We were gassed. We've got three more shots. We've still got this, right? We can still, even had they lost, right? We still control our destiny. So it was given this team, it was really gratifying that instead we're sitting here talking about that, that team got that, you know, and even they played better than the score would indicate in the first. So it's not like they were brutal, you know, kind of brutalized, but it's a team that, that picked itself up off the mat, got a really tough win. And now, can settle down and and they've been good at home all season and they've got four to close it out. They, you know, checked one off the list and guess what, right? One game gets them in theoretically, and there's still a little bit of cushion after it. So it's a good, a good position to be in heading into to Tuesday night. Well, yeah. And especially you know, if you watched any hockey on, on Sunday night, I mean, the, that there were two games that were just so fun to watch and ultimately pretty critical to what the stars were doing. I mean, uh, you know, San Jose, uh, San Jose scores two six on five goals, which that's very reminiscent of what the stars were they playing. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing, playing the, 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 the Sin City version. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and one of those goals goes in with what uh, was it? What? 1.5 or 0.9 seconds left. That's it. it, it that was, that was one point. Uh, that was one point away from Vegas. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, Nash- Nashville does does kind of come back and tie up a game, so they get their 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 loser point. But then with one and a half seconds left in the game, uh, uh, give up an overtime goal to to only take the one point. So right there within an hour or so, uh, good things happen for the Stars, and, and in a pretty exciting way. They did that night, and and it it really you know, and we'll start transitioning into. Uh, into the Vegas game. Anything else you want to highlight? Anything else you saw against Seattle that that's kind of worth um, worth harping on? I, I mean, the only thing I would say is that we 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 have uh, two games in on the on the reemergence of the Ben Sagan Raffle line, and it's got to go. That that's just. I mean, the the numbers are pretty clear there. It it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I mean that that's the other piece. the 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 cold water moment as as gutsy and as great as the win against Seattle the cold water moment is that game was still driven by the top line plus Miro. Yeah, and I mean that's it the, goes back a little, go, going back maybe a little further but watching uh, uh Kiveranta and Student Nietzsche on the same line is kind of fun. And Kivy He's had a year. We will we yeah. will look back and make sweeping realization revelations about Yuhal Kiviranta after this season. I suspect. Yeah, it, it, it the goals certainly aren't there, but that's a chaos line right there with those two. They may not score goals, but they're they're going to create some opportunities, and I wouldn't want to be trying to uh, trying to manufacture a zone exit with them coming after me. Yeah, it's it's uh. It is it is chaotic. Okay, so Dallas gets their two points. They've got as as we mentioned, they've got the big showdown tomorrow night. Then they've got Arizona and Anaheim. And at this stage, as we sit and and speak, Dallas could finish as high as the first wild card spot. So they are a point behind Nashville. 
Nashville's got 94 points and arguably a tougher run in um, towards the end of the season. Nashville was able to get to overtime and then um, they could still at this point finish out of the playoffs. Right. So, so anywhere from, I believe ninth through seventh in the con- there's yeah. quite a bit of, of variation left. Um, you know, of course the news broke last week that Leonard was getting shut down for the season. Then the news unbroke when he said, no, I'm still playing. Then he got, you know, he gave up one goal on 13 shots in the first period, got himself pulled. Um, there's all sorts of, of weirdness going on in the Vegas crease right now. There were some comments about how the highest paid players needed to do what they needed to do by the coach, which is never a, um, a big thing. And all of a sudden, Dallas Leonard is again shut down and they're facing Logan Thompson tomorrow night in a must win game. And it's, uh, you know, what, what's well, your read? The, Who, who's got the, the advantage? The world's rooting for the stars right now. I mean, it, it, the, the way that organization has treated their players. And I mean, this Leonard thing, if, if you read behind the scenes, it's pretty obvious that they had him sticking around for an extra game because they, 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 needed they couldn't afford to bring somebody up for one more game because of cap issues and they've been playing stupid cap games for the whole year and 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 this is a team that just doesn't really have it it's administrative act together and 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 not in a not in a player-centric way so you know it's it's the world against vegas at this point and god help them yeah i mean they're they're gonna need it so that you know it's and it's it's interesting to me as well because it's it's you know they're not doing anything that that Tampa didn't do and they're not doing it and even before then Chicago's done it the, this the idea that this long term IR you know playoff no salary cap loophole is somehow new is is a false narrative don't buy it but you know Vegas is the most egregious example and it's a really good example of if it had worked they would have made it into the postseason with with a you know, star heavy, you know, phenomenal. Like the roster on paper is fantastic. And if they could have clawed their way into playoffs and, and been healthy, right. But the, the, you know, that's, it's always the fine print that gets you. And Vegas finds himself in a position where to acquire all of that top end talent, right. They've had to mortgage off so many of their, you know, it's, 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 you know, so many of their, their cheap performing pieces and, and looking at the, the way, uh, way Alex Tuck is playing in Buffalo and kind of thinking about their, they kind of got rid of their margin for error. And now that they're in the play in the, in the fight of their life, and if they may not make the playoffs, it may not be relevant. And God, they, they are just a, a catastrophe wrapped in a diaper lit on fire. Yeah. I was, uh, if you aren't smart enough to understand that, that Dodonov, who you're trying to, to dump over to Anaheim has a no trade clause, you aren't smart enough to play cap games. Yeah, and, and you certainly you're not smart enough, and you're certainly not in a position to recover if your tightrope walking. You know, it's it's walking a tightrope between skyscrapers, and the wind picks up, right? You, yeah, you're just kind of kind of in trouble at that point. Yeah, exactly. I I think that organization is, at some point has to take a step back and figure out if they are the team. What what is it? Like three four years in now. That, that they wanted to be when they started out because they started out like a house on fire and they have burned that to the ground. Yeah. They've all the goodwill. Like it's, it's, they may very well have peaked as a brand new expansion team. And I'm not saying they're not going to be good again. They could absolutely get good again. 
you know, franchises stick around for a very, very long time, you know, it'd be like saying, well, Detroit's done now that they're, but like, it's, it is not out of the realm of possibility that, that Vegas will never have a better season than their first season in the league, which is, is kind yeah. of insane to think about. And, and the rest of the world is hoping that they don't even sniff anything close to a Stanley Cup final for the next 20 years. I mean, they may need that long to get out of cap hell. They've got, you know, they're yeah. they're capped out and they've got $10 million, almost $11 million on the long-term IR. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. I mean, this is the, to to pivot this back because this is a Dallas Stars podcast. What the thing I will say before we start talking about our beloved team is, you know, the, the Klingberg extension, you know, the Lindell Wars. Whenever we talk about the Dallas salary cap and some of the things, the gymnastics they have to do, there's always a contingent that talks about, oh, there's there, this is a bad contract. The Sagan and Ben deals are ruining the franchise. There's always a voice that talks, you know, kind of doom and gloom about Dallas's situation. This is. The quibble. Does Dallas have some deals that they they might, if you had a magic wand, would renegotiate? Absolutely, right? Do they have some deals that have perhaps aged like milk? Sure, absolutely. Does Dallas have a salary cap problem? Go look at the Vegas Golden Knights cap friendly page. Just just it, whenever whenever you feel like the Dallas Stars from a a dollars and cents perspective aren't well managed, just take a peek at Vegas and woo-saw yourself into a firmer state of mind. Now, now, do they always spend their money wisely? You could say no, but Dallas is fine. Right, and you know, I'm going to drag you right back to Vegas and say, you know, we have some cap issues and, and, and some decisions that you may not like as far as contracts that Jim Mills dished out, but players still kind of want to come to Dallas. It's yeah. it's a player-friendly place. The team has a lot of camaraderie going going for it. They get the guys who in they their want. Right, yeah, who in their right mind is going to say, it looks all warm and fuzzy in Vegas. I think I'm going to go there because that, that's a great organization that's going to treat me well. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get guys who are gonna go to Vegas who are as mercenary as they can get. And they're gonna find out they're getting traded on Twitter. And yeah, there's just yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Just in the history, in the history of Jim Nill's tenure with Dallas, right? They have consistently gotten the players they've wanted to sign in free agency, right? And they've kept the players they've wanted to keep. By and large. Like, again, you can always argue about whether those decisions were wise ones, and you can look at the way certain deals end and, and think maybe there were extra years. There, there are, right, the, the you know, like the Ryan Suiters or the, the final years of the of the Radulov deal. Like, there, it's not, I'm, I'm not saying that every decision they've made has been perfect, but I can't remember a time when Jim Nill really went in, went all in on a player and was not able to get something done. Right. Well, and my question to you is, have, have the Vegas Golden Knights, have they had a player on their roster yet who's going to have a banner go up to the Raptors? Ooh, good question. I mean, they've still got, they've still got March or so, and they've still got Riley Smith for now, right, until they have to trade mm -hmm. one of them and, to make the cap work. So... You could sell me on one of the two of them. I mean, Alec Martinez has been pretty good for like it's it's that crew, right? You could maybe, I mean, 
they've got him until Jesus until the end of 26, 27. So maybe William Carlson just by virtue of he had that, that shooting percentage gorge first season, they signed him to a crazy extension. And like I said, he's not a, they've, they've got the red arrows galore on their cat friendly page. So like it, you know, from that initial class, it's really Carlson, Marcheseau, um, and Smith as possibilities, but Smith is an RFA. They probably can't afford him. So yeah. Smith probably won't be with the team long enough to make that kind of impact. Um, maybe Mark Stone, if they but, win yeah. something while he's here. Yeah, maybe. You hope. But yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic question. Just looking at profiles, looking at how people play, performance, et cetera. Like, it may be to the point where the first guy that really has a chance to have that kind of impact over time is Jack Eichel. Yeah, and, and I mean Eichel. Eichel's young, but he's had a decent, uh, you know, an interesting career to date. Certainly for a twenty-five-year-old. And fun fact: he has signed for fewer years than William Carlson. <laughs> and, and Mark Stone. <laughs> and Mark Stone. Yeah, I think it's two fewer years than William Carlson and Alex Petrangelo. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Man, I feel I feel oh, I'm I'll, I'll give you a real now, thinking I'll, I'll Dallas Cap situation. <laughs> I'll give you real trivia there and Zach Whitecloud. Oof. <laughs> so let's get anyway, this back, let's get back, this back, back on the ice. We've got a big game coming up. So heading into Tuesday, no significant, you know, the the old adage, right? By this time of year, everybody's hurt. They're all just hockey healthy. There's no real significant injuries on the Stars roster. In theory, bonus can roll out whoever he wants to. Um, they're already in Dallas. They're not traveling again for the rest of the season. This this really does set up in a way that that all the way from the roster they hand to start the game to each line change they make by virtue of being the home team. This is a game where Dallas tactically is going to have a lot a, a lot of control over what happens on the ice. And that that's got to be a pretty good feeling, right? I I would think so. I, I you know, and to tell you the truth, even though we got three goals uh, against Seattle, I. You know, offense for this team kind of comes in waves, and we've been on we we we've been down in the bottom for a while here, and and the offense hasn't really gotten unplugged. I'm kind of thinking this is a game that's a breakout game for the Stars, and they just come to play and they 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 take care of the deal. I mean, we've said it in other situations, but I, I as far as their mentality goes, you should be right. Right, Dallas now has a situation where they can. Sure, you want to get a higher seed and be great to catch Nashville. And there, there are there are nice to haves in those remaining two games against Anaheim and Arizona. But at the end of the day, Dallas can go to bed tomorrow night with a trip to the postseason booked. And yep. you you have to think that I mean you have to think that that's a a, a big carrot for these guys, right? Yeah, I, I would think so, and it gives you a it gives you a nice little game that you can rest some guys who might just have minor dings so i mean there, there's just so many reasons why why this should work and, mm-hmm. and 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 it's just us us stars fans are so used to looking for the other shoe to drop and and, and so it's that paranoia of, of having seen this all happen before that's causing us not to be positive and i'm going to choose to be positive now you know i'm as well and it's it's also i think it's a it's a prospect of Dallas plays on the margins, right? It's why they're a minus 10 goal differential. They're the only team in this playoff chase, right? They're the only team in the top 10 in the Western conference with a negative goal differential. 
Um, even Vancouver's a plus 10, and it's because they win a lot of one-goal games. And, and, and they, you know what? I, I'll tell you this. We care about that. I'll guarantee you nobody in the room cares about that. And I think that's why this team will, will do fairly well. Well, the snarky, the snarky new age fan in me wants to say that's part of the problem, but uh, <laughs> with the organization that they maybe should care a little bit more about things that are more predictable and sustainable over long term than victories in one goal games. But that is a, a perhaps offseason conversation. Well, it is. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, I think this group goes into every single game with with a core belief that they are going to win that game. Yep. And, and especially when it's an important game. I worry much more about the stars when they're playing, you know, Ottawa than I do when they're, when, when they're playing Colorado even. So what because you're saying know, is that I, with, just, with Arizona and Anaheim lo- looming tomorrow is a must win. <laughs> Entirely possible. I, but those, you know, maybe there's a slight difference when, when it's a, a team they should be and they need to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and you know, I mentioned earlier the, the you know, Logan Thompson has been good. So it's not quite as simple as the, the Dallas is like the, the, the Mark Donk meme of Pittsburgh Penguins fame. You know, put whoever you want with Sidney Crosby, they'll score a bunch of goals. Dallas's version of that is you can put whoever you want in net against the Dallas Stars. And as long as it's his first game at the NHL level, he's going to look like a million bucks. So it's it's you know, there's there's stuff that the snarky fan in me looks at and rolls my eyes. But this one really has and we're recording all sorts of, of jinxes here. This one has really set up well for Dallas. There is a team in turmoil they have had their scare, right? They absolutely could have dropped that game to Seattle. And, and you know, they've kind of, they lost back-to-backers against Edmonton and Calgary. They looked their playoff mortality in the face against the, um, against the Kraken. And now they've got one game that can end all of the angst and nonsense. And they win that and they get to start focusing on seeding and getting the, the minutia right and making sure they're healthy and all of those things. So I think you're right. This is, you know, we talked about referendums. Like this is a time for this team to show us that they have a strong veteran core to show us some of the lessons that they, you know, I'm getting all armchair and I'm, you know, but if, if in theory, right, this team learned lessons, making it to a Stanley cup final tomorrow's a really good day to apply some of those lessons. I think. I, I agree. And I'll, I'll counterpoint your, your reference to starting rookie goaltenders. If Vegas wanted to buy in that, what they would do is start Yuri Patera tomorrow. It's true. Power of love cannot be denied because that would be his that would be his debut and that would push starsing over the edge oh my gosh emergency exception contract yeah if if if, if yuri patera takes the ice tomorrow i think we know that dallas isn't going to make the playoffs although yeah. logan thompson is also an emergency loan so either way like i said dallas is going to have to get back to back wins against their greatest nemesis i what but thompson is the veteran and and they're going to be starting the veteran so thompson that cancels starsing it does <laughs> Oh man! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna play the prediction game here. Give me what you think the score line's going to be, and then I, I want two numbers. I want the final score, and then I want scale of one to ten. One being totally chill, ten being every vein in your forehead exploding anxiety. What will be your level of what? What do you anticipate your level of nervousness being heading into the third period of tomorrow's game? Um. 
five two for the final and my level of nervousness going into the third is 11. I, I, I echo you on the 11. I, I think Dallas is going to head into the third period trailing and get a couple of goals, win two to one. Ooh. It's going to be, it's going to be one of those nights where they're playing pretty well. Nothing's falling just about the time we all throw up our hands and think, okay, Logan freaking Thompson's going to get us. We're going to get goalered again. They're going to find two goals in the third, maybe even late. And we're just going to be exhausted by the end of it, but they'll be in. And, and Radic Fox scores the game winner. <laughs> Radic Fox. I almost lost. Taylor was slacking earlier about a time that she was in Las Vegas when Radic Fox got a hat trick. And it just, those words. In my <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have some precedents here. I love it. There we go. Fox is going to get the big win, but uh, it's, yep. it's, I, I do think it will be a good game. Um, because, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see Jack Eichel. I believe Mark Stone is back in the lineup at this point. So, you know, Vegas yeah. is is still dangerous. This is not a, a bare-bones team. They don't perhaps have the depth, but their top end can still go on any given night. It's not an opponent to take lightly by any stretch. And you just hope that, honestly, you hope that Seattle plus Edmonton plus Calgary, that three-game stretch was enough of a cold-water moment for this team to at least, you know— we, can you think of a better moment to throw out another Tampa Bay game, right? And just have one of those, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. Yep. Do 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 what the team knows that it can do. I, I still think the offense is going to get unclogged, and and we're going to get some breaks. I mean, they've been going the other way. How how many how many shots against Calgary went in off of Stars? Yeah. I mean, it's time for that to flip around a little bit. As long as they keep pushing, as long as they keep trying to find a little bit of pace in the game, you you hope that. You know, and it's just an assist, so it's not. But but you hope that Gurionov having a little bit of success, maybe he earns himself a little bit more time. And one of the most galling things to me was Dallas going one for five on a power play in a game where they they didn't even have Gurionov available. So you just you hope that they find enough and they get creative enough. And maybe it's another big night from Pavelski and Sons. Maybe it's it's you know we've had sightings of you know wouldn't this be a great opportunity for another Beast Mode Ben game? You know, get yeah. the team in. Or, you know, Sagan has been better lately, right? Some some secondary scoring. But there's there's enough ways to get there. You just will have to wait and see how they do it. Yeah, I, I would love to see him reunite uh, Gurianov with Ben and Sagan. I think that that's what they should do. And we will see what they do. Mark, anything else you want to get off your chest before we uh, before we see the puck drop tomorrow night? Um, well, I, I'm going to have to kind of hop back and forth and watch a little bit of my Texas stars and see go. if they can, uh, see if they can pull out a W and make the, the play in round of the AHL playoffs. So it's a big, uh, big night there for, for Texas and Dallas. So yeah, Texas stars going on a moose hunt. Yep. Yep. Take care of that Winnipeg franchise one way or another. <laughs> well, we will see. Um, we will see, we'll do, we'll probably, once the, the dust has settled versus Vegas, we'll sit back down and do a more, um, in-depth podcast, hopefully looking at the prospects of the weeks to come for, I guess, well, no matter what, we'll be looking at the prospects of the weeks to come for Dallas stars. We'll just hope that it's happy. Uh, yep. in the meantime, we've got just a little under 24 hours until things get real and, um, it's it's nice to be excited without necessarily a, a bunch of fatalism. I, I'm looking forward to it. Hope, hope well. that doesn't bite me. <laughs> uh, you know, you can look forward to something and still be disappointed, so I don't think it's going to bite you. But uh, again, thank you for doing this, Mark. KT, for putting it all uh, together. Thanks for listening. Please remember to like and download and 
We will see you on Twitter tomorrow night where I'm sure there will be plenty of memes and anger and hopefully some elation as well along the way. And um, yeah, three games left and, and it's it's going to be a, a wild, wild finish to the year. That's right. Go to the game, bring some victory green and make a lot of noise. There you go. Go Stars. <laughs>